Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the 505 Podcast. Gentlemen, your host Braden Figueroa, Chase, and Costas. Welcome, yep. yes, sir. Yes, on. sir. Here we are, baby. This is number one, first podcast of a very long road that we're about yes. to embark on. I'm how's, excited. How's it feel? Feels good, man. This is a podcast, you know, for for everyone that's trying to do anything out of the regular boundaries of just normal society life that we're not trying to really do. You know, mm-hmm. we got creatives, entrepreneurship. And just anyone that's trying to learn some stuff or maybe just like get inspired from some stuff that's I, we're going to talk about. Yeah, and I think we're going to answer some questions that everyone in the creative space or entrepreneurs like that, that ha, you know, anyone right. has a question, we're going to answer it on the show. It's going to be right. something fun and we're going to get the people involved. 100%. I also feel like it just feels right that we're doing this at the time that we're doing it and that we're doing it all together. It feels really good. Yeah, I think when we when I moved out with you guys, I didn't think that... I, I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. I right. had no idea like what we were going to do, what it was going to look like. I was low-key scared to even pay rent, if I'm being Me right. too, 100%. I, mean, totally I was honest. ready, but it's like, <laughs> hey, come on, come on. I was, I was, I was, a was, it, was it paying more rent before? Yeah. <laughs> Did I pay good? less rent and live in a nicer spot now? Yeah. <laughs> Am I farther from the beach, though? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, seriously, tell me about like, okay, because you went to school in mm-hmm. Oregon, and then you started making videos a ton. And then you've gotten to the point where you could just make videos full time all the time. Tell me that journey. Yeah, I think so. At Oregon, it was just YouTube. That was kind of mm. what sparked the mm. the initial love for filmmaking, and it was all fitness stuff. And with the with the fi- yeah, it was just, just like, huge. Fuck, it's just right, a monster. Dude, there's not so many steroids. If you're just listening to this listener, the muscles are just like they're taking over the whole shot. <laughs> it's actually pretty frustrating. We really had to go wide on the on the, uh, on the yeah, camera we had, angle. To get it, we had to get a 16 specifically yeah, yeah. to make this. It was, like, it was like a 12, yeah, <laughs> like a pancake lens. <laughs> but I was in Oregon and I was doing the the whole YouTube thing, and I ran into like a fitness guy in the gym, like a famous guy. He was like a mm. few million followers. And I was the like, rock Johnson, the rock. It was Dwayne's cousin. Right. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I see this guy and I was like, you know what, if I don't go up to this person and like introduce myself, I'm going to regret it forever. Right. And I ended up missing him in the gym and I was stalking him on a treadmill mm. and he ended up slipping out. I was mm. looking at my phone slips out. I sprint out to the parking lot, super dark. And I find this guy knock on his car and he's like, what do you want a picture or something? I'm like, no, no, my name's Braden. I make videos. And then he's like, nice. <laughs> well, I didn't know I that. Sh- I don't give a shit. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. And so the guy goes, funny story. He's like, I actually just fired my videographer today. Mm. And I was like, it's insane. Cause I'm looking for a new client. Like let's, let's get this going. And then timing we, is just timing's everything. Yeah. Timing's we worked everything. together for two years. And during that time, when I left with him, I got a job working for Oregon back mm. in school. So I worked at Oregon for two years and decided senior year, I was like, I don't want to do this whole nine to five thing that everyone's doing, right? Like you're about to graduate. I'm assuming, was everybody trying to get a job at Wisco? Because you guys went to, Chase and Costas both went to Wisconsin. I went to Oregon. I would say like, I remember being in a lot of classes in the business school when they were like, the company that they're like, the company that you're going to work for one day and every time they kind of peeve me, because I'm like, Mm. I really don't know if that's my path and if that's like what I want to do. And they just assumed, which bothered me a lot. I think so too. I thought, yeah, for me, like most of my friends in my fraternity were like, business majors doing finance real estate whatever it may be mm. so like they were all doing these crazy interview processes and i'm like mm. yeah, by spring term i feel like everyone had a job but me like lined up dude yeah I, right did you feel like did you yeah. have a job did you have no a job no dude not at all i i had an intern or i had an interview with 
into it, which my brother worked for. Mm-hmm. And he like kind of set it up. But I was like, you know, I, I charmed and met the career fair. So I got the interview. Halfway through the interview, I just realized that this was just not for me at all. And she asked me like, oh, like, what are you passionate about? And I was like, yeah, like film photography, like creating stuff. And she's like, oh, what about like technology, accounting? Because that's like what Intuit is. I'm like, nah, that's not really my thing. And she was like, yeah, like, well, that's what, like what this what this job is, you know? And um, so I didn't get it. Mm. And that was my one like real interview. And just a huge and blessing like, in disguise. I remember huh? walking out of there being like, thank God yeah. I bought it. Like I just bombed that because I really didn't want it. I feel like I missed out or missed a lot of opportunities. Not missed a lot of opportunities. I just had like little failures that would hit me. Like mm. I think senior year, I remember I applied for this scholarship that was a $15,000 cash scholarship. And I was like, oh, you have to have proof that you already had a business. I'm like, I have a business. This is great. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. You know? So I went in there and I remember it was six people that were all from the business school. Every other applicant, there was 13 of us. Every other applicant, 12 business kids. So I'm right. going in there like the only kid that doesn't know all these people. Right. My idea was so much better. All these other kids were concepts. I'm like, I actually have made money already. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Just not yeah, a lot, yeah, yeah. but I was like, I've right. made money. And they were like, yeah, we think you're just not charging enough. And I was like, fuck all thir- 12 mm-hmm. of you guys. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go show you that you can make money as a creative. And I'm going to remember this forever. I'm going to tell the story. And yeah, they dude. denied me from that scholarship. It was 15 grand. I was super pissed. And then I didn't want to do the, the entire route. Like everyone was getting the nine to five. I was like, I'm going to try and start a company and we'll just kind of see how it goes. Uh-huh. I'll figure it out. I'll fail. I'll learn. I'll do something yeah. at least productive. That'll put me closer. Right. Cause I knew, I knew the goal wasn't to work at a job. Right. I never, you know, right. I, I just knew it wasn't. So I was like, okay, I got to figure something out. What do you think that was because of like, for me, both my parents have their own business and mm-hmm. I just always grew up with that in the household of like, yo, like, do your own thing like you can get a job to like kind of get the experience but like it's better to have your own thing and like have your own business yeah i think my grandpa specifically was Mm. was just a business owner and a and a dog and a number one at it and i was like okay obviously um and i read the four-hour work week sounds super cliche i know that sounds sounds so stupid like every entrepreneur's like like oh read the four-hour work week but I think I just, I just read it and I was like, okay, there's obviously people that are living different lifestyles than other people, mm. you know? And mm-hmm. you see it on Instagram and like, I think a huge percentage of them on Instagram are full of shit. So you yeah, have to like, word. you have to weed that out obviously. But then I think there's a, a percentage of them that are really making hundred K a month yeah. and are really yeah. doing these crit and traveling all the time, right. and flying private or whatever, you know, whatever life that you want to live, there's someone doing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I think my lifestyle that I want personally is more that route. Right. I think it's more lavish and I want to make, I want to make a lot of money. I want to work super hard. I want to own a business. Like those are all the things that were going through my head. So I was like, okay, everyone else doesn't want that. Obviously mm-hmm. they're going to go work for somebody. I'm going to try and figure this thing out. So then I went with, I went with the, I found this business partner who lived in LA, Chad, our old podcast, mm-hmm. Chad Nutter. And we went and did start a company in Bali. Mm. We failed at sure. first, you know, we got out there and we had made a solid amount of money before going out there to live off of. And then we kind of like were running out of money. Um, so then we decided to come back to the U.S. and that's when I got a job at the Lakers. And that's, right. where, that's where we're currently at. So we're currently working there full time right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also for you, I feel like two things. One, how cool of an experience that you got to like go make some money and live in another country right as beautiful as bali you got that experience i feel like that also kind of scratched your itch of like oh i want to do this a lot more right and then you know also like you said you like you know failed or whatever huge learning experience and now you're 
That wouldn't even, I would, yeah, and, I, and I wouldn't really even classify it as a failure because nothing like we didn't like the business didn't go under and we still have money in right, our bank accounts. Right. We came back. It just was like we went out there thinking that at least I did. It, I went out there thinking we're just going to slaughter it. We're going to make mm. so much money out here mm. from brands. They're going to mm -hmm. pay us. And we got out there and we're like, okay, so we have a nice check coming from the brands that we did stuff for in the US right. and like a few brands that had given us product to shoot over there. But I was like, Brands out here have no idea what they're doing, uh, and it's like I was trying to talk to people, and I was like, "Oh, this is they're like, what? Like, we can't right. pay that for a video where they're they're just not making as much as a U.S. based company. It makes sense. It, you can't pay a thousand bucks for a video if the business brings in right. whatever, you know." But I feel like that kind of what Kostas was saying is that there's like a very critical time in like everyone that like does something creative where they have they just get time to to nurture that mm -hmm. it was like there. it was there for me it was yeah. when i i was like i was studying my ass off in school and then i studied abroad in norway on like scholarship and just class was like not really a thing there i would go like once a week mm -hmm. but i finally i was like i remember telling my brother like i'm going here to make a vlog i'm not mm -hmm. going here to go to school like i'm gonna get i'm gonna pass hopefully mm -hmm. and then like i then like and i remember like watching the first one thinking it was so sick and my brother was like, it's so cool, like, how much better you're getting every week. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, the first one was fire, dog. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't, dude. But then, like, but every week I would just, like, I would force myself to shoot stuff. And, like, I would force myself to get out of the house and, like, go fly the drone or, like, try to find a new way to shoot, like, this weird thing in Oslo or whatever. And then by the end, I, like, rewatched that one actually today. And I was like, oh, this is, like, kind of how I make videos now. Mm -hmm. Not, like, quite, but, like, the similar kind of mindset. Um, and I, I also think, think that's like a critical part of just any creator's time. hundred percent. You need the time to nurture it. You also need time doing yeah, it. Meaning right. like, dude, you were creating every single week. Of right. course you're going to get you, way that's better. That's what you got to right. do. I mean, that, that reminds me of like just class senior year. Yeah. Senior, and every, no wait, from sophomore year to senior year, I was practically in class editing every day. Mm. Every single class I was editing videos, not proud of that. Like I think that's not like a good fucking thing but it's i think a, it's a great thing i think it's the reason why i'm nice at video yeah you know? it's the reason is like if you do something every day and someone else is doing it twice, you're just gonna get exponentially better than everyone, right. everyone else around you if you do something every day right how did you how did you chase specifically start chase. the creative journey you know how, how did you get into it um because you got into it way younger than i did so i was yeah. i was freshman year of college you were i would say like seventh or eighth grade. I feel like you were pretty nice with it when I met. I remember, I remember going to the Memorial Library, like helping you do a shot list. Basically, like did your shot list for you in the yeah, yeah, yeah. class. Don't tell uh, Professor Haynes or whatever his name was. Um, but I remember you showed me like this video that you made, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I thought, like you were like, "Yeah, I make videos." Like I didn't know, I didn't know you. And then I remember saying, and then you're like, "Yeah, like I don't, I don't fuck around." And I was like, "Oh, he doesn't fuck around." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Um, no, I started making videos. Yeah, like. I think I started making like longboard videos because like all my friends are really good longboarders. I yeah. was less good. My friend Patrick's just phenomenal. Um, so I started making videos like that and my brother like had torrented like Premiere. So I started using that a lot and then just like made videos a lot but never thought, I never took it like seriously enough until I would say like, I was like fine. I started to make like some money like shooting weddings. Or, like I made this corporate video like right before I studied abroad for like some money. Um, and then went abroad and that's when I was like really like okay like I'm obsessed with this and like there's a chance that maybe if I worked really hard I could like actually do this for a career and then I like got an internship right when I got back from abroad um and it was like a marketing internship but that basically at my exit interview was like you know you're like not good at like 
doing like coming into the office at all like i would like miss meetings like it just like wasn't she's like but you're really good at making videos and she's like these videos that cost us a lot of money to make every year they used to make these videos every year called like battle of the bands they this company's charging like 10 grand they're like what if the intern just did it and the, my videos i'm just saying good comparable like comparable the, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. They, um, they pay me like nothing you know so like you're actually really good at this but like we're not going to give you a full-time this lady amber who rocks she was like i'm not going to give you a full-time job because we could but it would not be fair to you she's like you need to make videos you don't need to be a marketing person and i'm really oh, cool. grateful for that and then they started giving me freelance work and they gave me enough freelance work to like buy a car and put all my shit in it and move to la and then i freelanced and just didn't make a lot of money because i didn't know anyone and then i got like an agency job how'd you go um, about meeting people during that like so you move out to la yep. you're, i'm assuming like what's going through your mind when you when you get in the car when you pack everything what are you feeling are you obviously fucking well i was excited because i was making a vlog on the way out and i was i was ripping that vlog and then i remember like and he was like oh i'm gonna go visit my best friend costas you're right i was very excited about that yeah. and then i remember i parked and I got to the apartment and I was like, holy shit. Like, it hit right what away. What have I done? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to run out of money. Like, I don't know anyone. I was, I would like knock on people in our apartment complex's door. I'm like, do you need a video? Because I need, and we actually made a video. Or a friend. Yeah, or a friend. Because <laughs> I didn't have any of those either. Oh um, yeah, and then, yeah, and then this agency like contacted me. And yeah, like just day of interview. Luckily, so like, we were kind of talking about this before. Luckily, I had some work samples. I was just lucky enough to like, hone the skills early on in life where that it, like once I really needed money, I could get paid to make videos. You know what I mean? Which I think is kind of, it was lucky. You know what I mean? Like if you try to start making videos professionally at an older age, like you have bills, you have stuff you have to pay. Like yeah. it's just Kids. not really fair. Uh, yeah. You need to like almost do it as a side hustle. But I had like enough in my portfolio to get this job. I didn't really know what I was doing. Don't tell them that. I mean, it's fine. It worked out. But, um, and then I just got a lot better because I was forced to make videos like literally every day for like 10 hours a day. And that's like what we're talking about. That's the only way to get better at this stuff. It's just, it's just practice. It's such a terrible thing to tell people though. When they're like, how do you get better? I'm like, dude, if you do this a thousand times, I promise you'll be like so much better. Right. I always use that thing where it's like the, the clay pot example. I think there was like some study where they had like one team do, one team worked on a pot every single day and they made a pot every day. Mm -hmm. The other team mm -hmm. focused on making one mm -hmm. pot, and at the end of the month, they compared which were better, and it was the people that were doing them every day. And I think you can apply that to anything, that little analogy. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because That's crazy to think about. Yeah, and, and it goes specifically as a creative, you gotta think about, it's never gonna be perfect, and if mm -hmm. you're, those like, I bet if we made 30 videos in a month, right. not us, like someone that was starting, the person that, that does it one is it's going to be way worse than the person yeah. who does 30. They're going to have a process by the time they make the 30th one. They're going to know how to get the song, how to pull selects. Right, like right, right, right. I also think even, yeah, like with us, like, like we talk about how we feels like grateful that we just like genuinely are super passionate about what we do. Like mm -hmm. I know some people in this space that do have the opportunity to make videos, photos full time, but like really only pick up the camera if there's money in it. And like we like, I mean, we just got back from just shooting just for fun. We just went to my tree and just fucking just flew, flew the, the drones. drones. And Chase like, owns a tree. I do. I don't. I don't own a tree, <laughs> but I love this tree more than anything in the whole wide world. I yeah. I think it kind of blows my mind when I hear that. When I hear that you say that. Yeah. I'm like, why wouldn't you want to go shoot for like for fun? Right. We do it all the time. Yeah. I also think um, going back, like trying to make something perfect. I remember when I made like 
a full abroad edit because mm. that's kind of about the time when I really got into the travel mm. videography. So we, all, we all made abroad edits. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's because you have okay, wait, you have time. You have time for the first time ever, and also mm-hmm. like. And this is sound ritzy to say, but when you have somewhere else to be, it's just so creatively inspiring. Hundred percent. And when everything's new and yep. the grass looks a little greener, and your like brain the, is flowing, yeah, dude. Exactly. Creativity yeah. is flowing. Um, I remember. I thought, and it's funny you were like, "Oh, this kid's like really good." I remember I had too big of an ego thinking I made like the best videos. Sure. When it was like I was decent at it, but I wasn't like oh right amazing. Yeah. And so then I look back at my abroad edit. I remember like coming home to edit my abroad edit and being like, I'm going to blow everyone away. Like people aren't going to know what hit them. And I go back and look at that video. I'm like, what? Right. What was I doing? But that that's a I, I think about that every time I watch a video that I made in the past, even like a month ago. I'm like, what was Same. I thinking? Do you think yeah. creative creatives are always but if, ahead. Well, you know what, what that you, is? Huh. Is that it's because we're improving. 100%, and if you yeah. if you watch your old videos and you didn't think they sucked, that just means you're not doing anything yeah. good. A huge a, a business owner that I met that runs they make all the ads for McDonald's, mm. Subway. They're the number one like fast food ad maker, or whatever. The owner of the company. I remember we went over like a my year video that I made in like 2017. He's just ripping it apart. It's like, give me all this feedback. And I'm like, I don't really want your feedback, yeah. but like, it's fine, you know? And so after he, he asked me, he was like, now I want you to come back and call me in a week and watch it. And mm-hmm. he's like, and you have your version that you made. You have the version that I like helped you with. And most of the changes were like, right. This guy's, yeah. this guy's a pro. But anyways, yeah. a week later, he's like, I just want you to watch it and call me and tell me what you think. I'm like, okay. Watch the week later, and he's like, "What are your thoughts?" And I'm just bitching about all these shots that would change, you know. Yeah. And he goes, "It's great. It's exactly." He's like, "If you would have called me and said it was great, I would have told you that you You're shouldn't not be gonna, in the field. Yeah. You weren't going to be big." And he goes, yeah. "But because you called me and you told me like all these things are wrong with it, he's like, I know you're going to be great." And yeah. I was like, "That's really good to hear." Because and, and I think it's there's a fine line though of being a harsh critic on yourself, very fine line, and being like, "Okay, I'm happy with the piece," but then also like trying to be constantly improving. Right. I think you have to be destructive. You have yeah. to be proud but never satisfied sure yeah proud of your work yeah but, never but you're like I, this can be better even if you're like this is the best thing i've made always be like i can always improve mm-hmm. yeah i like that Kosas, why don't you tell us a little bit about when you when you started when you picked up the cam when you thought you know yeah so, so it, don't go into when you thought it was a full-time thing because that was a great question we'll get to yeah later, yeah, you know? yeah but go into how you really Sim- yeah similar similar to chase it started grew up skateboarding snowboarding doing action stuff that i really enjoyed like the uh those flip cam or the the was it the flip cameras i had one of those. right mm-hmm. they were so sick. yeah th- that was like the start of kind of like the action cams yep. gopros yep. iphones finally like had good cameras and like yep. um and video so kind of just started for fun shooting that stuff with my friends i was in a student tv class in eighth grade and that was like for our homeroom, we would make videos for the schools. Oh, we had like a whole, um, a whole period to like mm. mess around. That's where I really learned to edit and film. Um, and then in high school, same would do it for fun. And then um, got introduced to YouTube stuff and just like making YouTube videos. And that was in college. And like, I never really thought I was gonna do it like professionally. I thought I was gonna use my video editing skills to like become a personality on YouTube. And that mm. was kind of like my first step that I took, doing like skits and trying to be f- make funny videos, um, still making like edits from like spring break or just like right. trips that I would take with my family and stuff like that. Um, and then just really had a big passion for it 
abroad really helped as well. Yeah, abroad sounds like yeah. great for all of us. Abroad was big for me. <laughs> oh, I had this beautiful yeah, Swedish girlfriend. <laughs> I just was making videos. It was wonderful. Making videos, making love. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, never mind. Sometimes at the same time. Never let me do that's that. hilarious. Um, that's why they broke up. Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, I so I also think, I think that we grew up at a really interesting time where social media really became prominent and like yeah. people like Casey Neistat were making videos on YouTube or you would see these travel edits from like Sam Coulter, or Jay Alvarez, whatever. And you're like, Oh, like, I don't know if I would have really found my love for photography and videography if it wasn't for when we grew up Absolutely. at the time that we Cause did. Cause we were just exposed to people that like were really creative and mm -hmm. like doing some really stuff. Like, I mean, I know Casey was pivotal for all of us. Pivotal, yeah. hey, pivotal for almost everyone that's the trying to do anything my, with my video. Guy. Yeah. Like I watched all those videos. Um, I remember I watched make it count. Yep. Like when I was like, yeah. I don't know, ninth grade, my friend Dan showed it to me and I was like, this is like, this. so actually I think that's why I wanted to make mm -hmm. videos and photos. Cause I was like, I'm from a small town. There's like everyone, like you graduate, you like work at 3M, you like get your nice job. You like get a, you know, average looking wife and you fucking, <laughs> maybe you get a pool, yeah. maybe you get a pool, <laughs> that's in you know, but I remember make a count and I'm like, this guy just like eating weird airplane food and running around everywhere and like traveling that's and like, great. I want to do all those things, mm -hmm. dude. Um, so when you started quick thing, when you started, was that what you thought was, you were like, I want to be like Casey type of thing. I still want to be like Casey. I, sure. well, I, I think I, I for sure. But yeah, was, that, was that's that, what was it was. That, that was the guy. All the videos I made were just like, let's just like try to run around and travel and do like, yeah, he was definitely the guy. I want to be Christian Guzman so bad. Mm. I, Al, the guy that owns yeah, Al. Yeah, kind of yeah, look yeah. like him, dude. dude I get, like see, him. see, when I, when I went to the meetup, I went to a meetup, everyone's like, it's Christian's little brother. No way. That's was, so funny. He has a little brother. And I was like, I wish I was yeah. his little brother, yeah. <laughs> you know? And that was really how I got into it. What was, was there something for you that you were like? It, it, I, re I specifically remember watching Make It Count like at the mm. apartment that I grew up in and be like, I showed my mom, I was like, yep. this is what I want to do. It is also really interesting, like had it not been for social media and like seeing that that was even possible, like I think that just opens your eyes to being like, oh, that's even possible. Makes I didn't even know. It. You question yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Like, how are they even doing that? Um, right. I was like, I want to do something similar. To kind that. of going off growing up in social and like being pioneers, like what 505 is really is like a social production company that we run, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's because we just feel like we're in a unique spot to know, understand social as well as make really high quality content. And so it's all about like knowing your, knowing your strengths mm -hmm. and like where there might be a hole in the market that you can really try to succeed in, you know? I feel like that's something that we took to like becoming full time at this. For sure. And I think we took a huge step in that in investing ourselves this, right. this last month, right? What did we buy? We bought, well, okay. We bought a red camera. We bought a red camera. Not a camera that is the color red. It is the it branded is the red. The granddaddy of them all. Yeah. The red Komodo. Right. And I think that well, it's a little soft. This clap. Is cold. Like yeah, it's soft. Yeah. Just um, I mean, it's been on my vision board since I was like 12 years old is a red camera. Um, and dude, the thing. Okay, here's the thing. Equipment, equipment isn't everything. Okay. It's not. You can tell an incredible story with a crappy phone, with a crappy camera, with mm. whatever. But yeah, we were shooting this commercial the other day, this clone commercial, and like this guy had like a, a Sony rig on a, on a steady cam. We didn't really have time to switch the, the Komodo onto the steady cam. And love the guy, great guy, great shooter. But when we were comparing the shots, the red, even to the A7S III, very good camera. God, the Komodo just blew it out of the water. Yeah, it, it's it, crazy. It, especially, I think, in a, in a scene inside with like a light, 
you probably wouldn't notice it to be honest but when right. it's outside yeah, and that sun is just beating down at noon the red just says nope it's like soft it says, it says, yeah. it says nope it's like yeah. we got it no yeah. worry it makes it literally look like no, a you diffu- don't need a scrim i'm a, a scrim diff- yeah it literally makes it look like a diffusion boards right over your, yeah. your person your subject and it just handle it eats in the light it just murders it it, it eats the light. it's like a plant dude <laughs> it's just photosynthesis <laughs> it, eats, it, eats it just photosynthesizes yeah. so yeah so that's uh it's not a sponsorship but we do love red very much we do love red and we invested a, a lot i mean it was a lot more than I honestly thought it was going to be. Oh, God. You just keep buying. Yeah. Buying. Everything you buy for a red is a, about a thousand bucks. Brayden was like, oh, we need like this one cord. So just so we can like use the monitor to control the camera instead of using the actual camera control because it's convenient. I'm like, that's great. You know, like maybe 20 bucks. It's nice. I can't wait. Just Amazon. Brayden comes back. He's like, yeah, so it's like 400 bucks. I'm like, <laughs> <For> just, <laughs> no doubt. No, just, just like for just a silly cord. The memory card, 800 bucks. Yeah. Got two of just them. Just all the just things. Light. Talking about so how expensive. like, ex- like how high your credit card bill is. Oh my like, God. Our credit Credit card bills have just been yeah. the moon. But, it, but it's investing in yourself. Yeah, exactly. And you can never go wrong with investing in yourself. And you have control. It's the only investment you can make that you have control mm. over. Exactly. And, and I think that it was the best idea for us right now where we're at. And we're already seeing it pay off. And it's going to rent the shit out of itself. Like We really we think. We yeah. really bought. Yeah, yeah. We hope so. We're, I haven't rented it yet. We're but praying but to God. We haven't if, tried. If you're listening to the pod and you're <laughs> yeah. in Los Angeles. Do you want to rent a rent? Please call us immediately so we can pay back off the rent. <laughs> So I can pay rent this right. month. <laughs> but in all in all, it was a it was a great decision, and I'm happy to see just the future of what it's going to be like and the jobs that that thing's going to attract. Right. You and just you open yourself up to bigger stuff when you just decide like I'm not a, like a videographer anymore. We have like a very expensive camera. We have high level creative. We like we direct and we produce. Yeah, high level content. high level content. How yeah. do you guys, man? You guys are stepping um, stepped into a new right. You know, are you ready to talk level? about the thing that you just stepped into or no? Do we want to save it for another pod? We'll save it for another pod. Okay, okay I like that. Because it has fun news that we'll yeah, share we got, later. Yeah, we got, I got some exciting stuff. He's kind of moving in that, silence right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is good. It, yeah, which is good, and we it's like It's really that. hard. I'd rather... It's really hard. Because it's really... Guys, it's really cool. It, I'd rather put it on a billboard. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. let everybody know. Because it's really dope. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we'll cool. let my life. Episode two, we'll let Episode two. We'll let Episode two, we'll put it in the title. Yeah, if we can put it in the title, I like that. For the end of this show, do you think that it'd be a good idea to go to my story and talk about some of the things that... Really quick, last thing I was going to say about the red, yeah. um, we were joking about renting, but there actually is something to like, if you have a client that's like, yeah, we have, like you're getting paid some like some money, mm. like, you can rent this camera, not ours specifically, I mean, but you should, for like 200 bucks, and then you can make something that's truly professional looking, like looks like a movie, and you can make like a spec ad or something like that that you have in your portfolio forever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I can, without and it's just- spending 15 and that's, grand you, to Without get spending the dan- 15, yeah. you can spend 200 on a day, yeah. and, and you can like- you could change your whole career with that. Hundred percent having that in, part, in your portfolio. And I think what people don't realize too is on you know on big shoots, guys, you're not fucking buying the camera. You, these companies don't own no. Alexa. Mini. Even movies no. don't. No, no, no movie, yeah. movies don't own the cameras. Like no one really. Own, most of the companies that are work, production houses, they don't own the gear. So like when you do a shoot for a client, you are charging the client, even if you own the gear, for rental. to rent that every camera. time. Every time. Every time they're paying to rent that camera. So something to think about if you're thinking about. You're like, how am I ever? Because I, I, the thought in my mind was, how am I ever going to afford? When I bought the A6500, I remember walking in there and Great I was camera. like, impossible for me to spend more than fourteen hundred bucks on a camera. Mm. It never will ever happen. It's right. dude, fourteen hundred bucks is, is is my rent. Yeah, yeah. It's so expensive. It's so much money. I was like, we're never going to spend anything more. And now 
that we can, if I can look at the number that that red cost us, like with everything on it, with the lenses, with it's, 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 it's gnarly. It's a high number, and I would never think that that would be. Is it feasible. more money than my car? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. Would it be well, my first car? Would you think that it would be feasible? <laughs> no chance. You wouldn't think. You, no, no. It's I not. didn't think I was gonna live in an apartment that had a red. Right. But here we are. Here we are. And I'm loving it. Oh, it's great. It's good energy. It's just like a little yeah, token yeah, yeah. of good energy. Um, but, but yeah. also like going off that, like you don't necessarily need to rent a red, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like right. you don't FX3, have to spend it. You get the FX3 for like a hundred bucks. If you, if you are on a uh, crop sensor lens right now, if you're on an a 6,500 and you want to say, you know what? I want to try full frame. Like that's 60 bucks having, for a day, yeah. which is, you know, not that having, not yeah. Gassed up high equipment. We all shot on the a 6,500. I think the a 6,500 all like changed our lives like yeah. we all made yeah. stuff well, yeah. that i have stuff still in my portfolio in my reel that i shot on that camera i made some expensive shit well that's embarrassing yeah, exactly. a little kid that- <laughs> <laughs> no, i made a video that was like like i mean are we gonna talk numbers on this podcast i guess it could be helpful i made a video that was like i think i paid like 13 grand on the a6500 most of it was editing don't get me wrong but a6500 dude crazy. you can do whatever i mean that's the that's the video that got me out here that's crazy. Gave wait, you- wait, wait. You you made thirteen thousand on yes. the video with, yes. with oh, the A sixty five hundred. Yes, I never okay, made gotcha. quite numbers like that with it, but I definitely like made it was cumul- a cumulatively a lot of money. That's with- not every time. That was a no, special yeah, but cumulatively with that little camera, so much made a lot yeah. of money with that little thing. I mean, and you could still be shooting some of the like you like, know you can still shoot great thing rips. I used that camera the entire time at Oregon. I oh. still own that camera. Yeah, dude. it's a great camera. I sold mine. It's okay. You sold yours too. Yeah, I did sell don't, mine. Don't pretend like you didn't. I, I did. Sold, I, I sold well, we mine. still have one in the apartment. I won't sell mine. Good. I use it for camping trips. Yeah. I throw that thing in the fire. I think you can't break that thing. No. Oh, I just, no. Dude, you can kick it across. You throw it down a mountain. I like literally fire. threw it down a mountain. I love the Tetons. That's funny. I love how much Chase just loves vintage stuff. You know, he's got a typewriter <laughs> in his room, A6500. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the film cameras are definitely newer than A6500. <laughs> Should we should we pop into these uh, these DMs? Let's pop in the DMs. Some of them are pretty good. Okay, so the moment you realize you could make video a full time career, go rapid fire. Rapid fire. We don't have a lot of time. Producers I, I decided. fucking nagging us over here. I, yeah, sorry, Mike. Um, I decided um, when I graduated college, I was pursuing a bunch of different things in the entertainment space. Thought I wanted to mm. be in front of the camera. I thought I wanted to be a DJ. I was doing social media. I wanted to take photos and make video. And um, it was two years after I graduated, I was like, you know what? This music thing isn't for me. All the stuff I'm leaning towards and, it, I, and I'm enjoying mm. is with a camera. I'm going to take the leap, um, stop, uh, stop doing music, stopped working at a restaurant and said I'm going full time and got like a new gig the week, the same week I quit my full-time job and, what was and that changed gig? my life. Just some specifics? For it the was a, a retainer gig working, making videos for a gym. Right. I remember mm-hmm. that. That's sweet. Yeah. I got, I remember being freaked out senior year when everyone was getting a job and mm-hmm. I was stressing mm-hmm. hard mm-hmm. and I was like, I still just don't, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to make money with this damn thing. Right. Like I have no job lined up. Right. And the ducks had offered me a job to go back like again. So I was going to go back again and keep working for them for another like year or whatever. And I was like, after you had graduated yeah so i had worked for them full-time for two years but then when i graduated basketball offered me a job because mm. they loved working with me just like, basketball in general specifically all of basketball all, asking me job everything basketball <laughs> me inserted a lot of travel <laughs> a lot of travel every game china basketball <laughs> so i was like okay I'm, and i was like i don't really want to do that though i want to get out of eugene you know i wanted to experience right, something right. new and i met with this professor who i respected a ton his name's tom she sounds hot 
It's a dude. And we meet with Tom and I go into his office and I was like, I need you, like, I need help with like what I'm going to do, like a job. Right. I, I need you to just like hold my hand and help mm. me a little bit. And he's like, dealer asked me, the meeting was like eight minutes long. I show him my reel. He goes, looks at me, smiles. He goes, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to make videos. He goes, you're going to make videos. Okay. And I was like, you're going to figure that out. I'm like, or that's it. You're going to make videos. Yeah. Like that. that's, that's beautiful. No, I know. But I was like, but for a kid to like finally hear an adult mm-hmm. that like gave, 100%. They gave right. a fuck and was like older and had been a creative director at a huge agency yeah. before. And so I'm like, you've seen some spots before right. that I like can't even right. imagine. Right. And you're going to tell me that I could do it. Like, okay, I, I got enough fire under me. Your confidence is going to rub off on me. I'm mm. going gonna, gonna to do it. Mm-hmm. And that, was, that was the moment. You sometimes need that. You know, yeah. sometimes like you don't believe in yourself 100% and then you have someone who believes in you and you're like, oh shit, maybe this is possible. Oh, That's shit. what I love to do on social though. I feel like yeah. a lot of the content that I do, like I think if you meet me in real life, you'll probably know that like my content is probably really similar, but the stuff where I'm like motivational, I'm not going up to my friends and being motivational, I'd say like all day long. Sometimes we get pretty hyped in the yeah. car sometimes. Do we really? I mean, we we talk, were, yeah. On the drive home from yeah, Thrones, we were, we were freaking yeah, out. Yeah, we were freaking out. Okay, but we got this. We're gonna be here. We're, gonna, we're taking over the world. <laughs> no, but like I, I think I, I really enjoy putting out yeah. content like yeah. that because then the messages that I get from a person that was like, "Yo, I was gonna fucking quit, right. but I saw that vid mm. and you fired me up That's just like, enough." And it, dude, it doesn't even matter. Like some of those videos that I get messaged on get like 200 views. Right. No, like nothing in comparison. Right. But right. like, if, as long as you touch one person out there, you, you're doing something right. right. With, just, with your words. Yeah. yeah. If it's 2021. <laughs> oh my God. Chase has been saying some questionable <laughs> things. <laughs> as far. Um, yeah, I'm trying to make a podcast. I love it. I also think though that like the beauty is you just never know who's going to see your stuff. hundred percent. You never know. You Wait, never know. you got to answer that question. Well, what was the question? I feel like I lost with the damn question. Was the um, moment you realized I you know, when did you know you're rapid? I mean, I, I was more of like a leap of faith situation where I was like, I'm just going to move to California and like hope it works out because I don't want to get a regular job in Minnesota. And so I just kind of was forced into it, I guess. Um, and that's all it was just sake of time. That's basically it. What motivates and inspires you? Ooh, great, great question. What motivates and inspires me? Mm. Um, I think seeing other people's work that moves me and thinking that I have the chance to do the same for other people is really inspiring and motivating Mm. and makes me want to be and get as good as I can at my work and put a hundred percent effort into everything that I make. Um, and also we were talking about this chase. Like Mm. I have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder of like all of my friends from college, most of them, went the business route, doing the real estate stuff, like started making a lot of money right off the bat. And like, here I am graduating college, kind of lost, not really knowing what I want to do and being like, I'm going to figure out how to be just as, if not more successful than you guys and having competition. way more fun more doing competition. it. Yeah. Yeah. We I love, love we love competition. I think what about you? motivates me. Ooh, okay. I think legacy because I want to have a legacy mm. in the video space. I you think that's from your grandpa? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's one hundred and fifty percent from that. One hundred fifty percent. Yeah, one hundred fifty percent. No, yeah, I want to be number one. Mm. And then inspires me. I think other. I think you guys inspire me. Mm. I think you, being you being me in a creative. You. you guys being, as well. Being in this house is was the best decision I made, and I urge creatives to find like-minded people find each other yeah Yeah, you got to find each other because there's no one no one that you're going to talk to in school specifically unless they want to be a full-time creative or if you're like if you're out of school whatever if you're like 
you got to find creatives that are like-minded that are trying to do the same thing as you because no one else will understand why you fucking spend 10 hours editing at night while you're up, right. like why you're doing a freelance project on a Saturday right. when yeah. everyone else has the day off yeah. right. because you want to be better at it. Cause you everyone else be, is at bungalow. Everyone's yeah. At, yeah. When you're well, on Sunday, when you're editing and making a TikTok mm -hmm. and all your squad is like sleeping right. or whatever, right. that's when you're going to, that's going to separate you from other people. That's and just, just for context, Chase and I met at school, mm -hmm. Braden, I DM cause I found his TikTok, And right. now like if, if you don't have anyone in your close circle, or you know anyone at school that you really relate to or or can connect on like the level that right. we connect on with like the photo video stuff like use the internet use social media and yeah. find those people because they're out there and um we're like living proof of it I yeah think. sure um inspires motivates me i just want to like i at first i thought it was a lot of money and then i started making more money and i was like huh i just want to make stuff that like makes me feel fulfilled makes me feel emotion and hopefully like can can make other someone feel mm -hmm. emotion not like sad or crying but just like something something, that, feels something. something that makes you feel something i just want to make like weird stuff that like feels truly me mm. i want to make something when you see that on the screen even if i wasn't in it or my voice they were like chase made this you know i love that yeah that's, that's a, great that's a great answer okay let's run through a few more before we wrap up our first episode i think this one was pretty solid why do so many people want to be a creative but only a few make it i think i know why you want to start it you want me to start you, you go it? you, you go. start okay, you i think it. i think a lot of people try and be a creative for the wrong reason mm. so you see like the lifestyle like jay alvarez mm. right and you're like chasing a lifestyle mm. but a lot of the times what you see isn't exactly reality right you know and i think the other side of that is you really have to love it because the hours that you have to put in to be a full-time creative are ruthless. Yeah. They're brutal. Right. There's so many hours spent behind a computer, so many hours spent messing stuff up. You fail like all the time. Right. You mess stuff up as a, I've messed up something like a few days ago. On right. Shit. You know, like it's just very easy to mess things up and you have to always be like, okay, how can I get better at this? Not like, oh, I'm going to be fucking rich or I'm going to be famous. Right. You're just going to fail. You don't want to like the people that are creative because they want to create chasing numbers, succeed. chasing numbers. Ruins if you, it if all. you want to be creative cause you want to be famous or have a lot of followers or like mm -hmm. whatever, have attention from pretty girls or whatever. It's just, it's not the same motivation is not going to lend itself to success. I, I think. think so too. I love that. Um, yeah, I agree with both of what you guys have said. I also have a little bit of a hot take and I just think that some people, aren't cut out to do it and aren't sure. like good enough. I think so too. And I think that like, you, have an, you think creativity, the eye, do you think that's a real thing? So, I mean, I think some people have it more naturally than others, but I think it's very similar to, I could have trained my entire life, played my whole life training basketball. Mm. I would have never made it to the NBA. Sure. That's just a fact. Sure. Um, I feel like I fell into like my true passion and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think that, yeah, sometimes just like doing it for the wrong reasons, but also like some people just kind of aren't cut out for it. And even if they spend as much time as somebody else, it's just mm. not meant for them. And that's just the harsh reality. And I don't know if that's if you guys agree with that, but I think sometimes I, I partially agree with it. I think I think that's like the I think you could apply that to like pretty much anything. Yeah. Though. You know, you could, yeah. you could do the same thing. Yeah. You, you have to for the creative stuff. You got to love it. You got it, which it's, and it's, it's not like some people just won't love it mm -hmm. and, and that's okay. Yeah. But then it's just not going to work out because you well, need to love it 24 seven. Yeah. I mm -hmm. think so too. It, it or else it's not going to work out. Unfortunately. I, you think know? So, I think so too. 
Um, then not to not to say for those listening that there aren't parts of being a creative that suck ass. Yeah. Let's just be real. Oh, yes. emails, e- meetings. Oh my God. Revision. Feedback. 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 Revisions. And more. Fuck uh, feed. When you're on like, when you're on V38 of an edit <laughs> yeah. and they're like, oh, I'm just going to need to move that shot two frames back. I'm, I'm just like, like, yeah, no, it's fine. I'll just, you know, there's a balcony. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go gonna swan dive off the right. balcony. That's great. Um, yeah, I, but that's okay. Going back to the, like not being cut out or whatever. I tried being a DJ and making music and as much time and effort as I put into it, I was like, this just isn't for me. I'm like sure. not musically sure. talented, sure. but I have a talent with a camera. And I think that like, that's just the case. Yeah. Sometimes. I think the last question that we should um, end this on is cause we all get it a lot. I got it like three days ago is like, how do you go about finding projects that will pay? Like, how do you go about finding clients? How do you go about finding work? Because I think there are creatives that, are genuinely talented that make no money. For sure. The, the, I think that's a huge, por- the biggest percentage of creatives make no money. Which is sad. It's sad. I've seen some that are wildly talented and oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, what do you charge? And I'm like, why? Yeah, no, I think I think it's one, you have to look for the right clients. That yeah. Need, so right, like you're not, a mom and pop shop on the corner can't afford to pay you five grand to make a video. Right. It's just not mm-hmm. possible. It's not right. feasible. And it's like, you can't go to someone, a small business like that and expect them to have a huge marketing budget because they don't. And then how do you go about getting those bigger marketing budgets is you make spec work. Spec work to be able to send to potential clients and yep. then you you can get emails from LinkedIn, stuff like that, right? So you rent, you rent the red, like we were just saying, you rent a Komodo, yeah. or you rent something that, because if you're using a pea shooter right. and you want to shoot for someone that's paying 10 grand a video, right. you can't use a, you can't show up with a pea shooter. No. You know, mm-hmm. you can't show up with a DSLR right. if you're getting paid 10 grand to make a damn, no. ma- ma- whatever, you know what I'm saying, for the, Absolutely. Ma- for the majority, right? So then you rent and you make a spec ad for said company that looks like something that they put out. Right, because right? you don't you don't go up to the Oregon Ducks and show them something that doesn't look like the Oregon Ducks brand. Right, they're gonna mm-hmm. laugh at you. They're right, like cool man, we have ten people that do it exactly how we want to do it. Why right. would we hire you? Right, you know. So I think you gotta apply that to brands and businesses. I'll let you guys go. And yeah, like making, if you wanna say you wanna work for Nike, let's just as an example, make work that you are passionate about that align that like Nike would also like find a client that makes videos that you like to make bef- mm-hmm. before any money is involved. Do you know what I mean? Or else, or else you're just going to end up making videos that you don't care about and they're not going to be that good because you won't put any extra effort into it. I think study other people's work as much as you can and try mm-hmm. to like emulate that and take inspiration from that and just hone in on your craft and you got to work for free a lot of times and like kind of eat shit and like, build up a portfolio and then you'll be able to start, you know, making and then going off that, like, I think it is important. Yeah. Like you learn from people that you watch, you like, you know, you'll try something like, Oh, he does it like this. I'm going to do it like that. Or she does it like that. I'm going to do it like that. And then you, until you get to a point where you are skilled enough to like create your own voice, you know what I mean? I think that's a really important switch. That's really hard to do. Yeah. But, and then I think that's when you start making some serious money as well as like acknowledgement for years. I felt creatively frustrated without into and everyone pitch it. Like people that pitch, this as a course, like find your style. That's bullshit. Mm. That is the most it comes, bullshit. It comes from, yeah, that's within, the most bullshit thing. If anyone's telling you, I'm going to help you find bullshit. No. Yeah. Dude. It's yeah. all bullshit. Yeah. The way you find your style. What, what do you think it is? Bullshit. The way you find your style is by making a thousand bids. 
Absolutely. Uh, you know, that that's the ten, your 10,000 hours, whatever yeah. thing you want to use. That's how you'll you, find your style that way. But in, in the pulling from thing, like I pulled from like the greats, like yeah. Casey, yeah. Yeah. Sam called like Wes Anderson. Wes yeah, An exactly. All, all, those, all those greats, like you take a snippet from them. And for a period of time, see, this is what bugged me the most. So is it looked like I was copying them. I'm not trying to, mm -hmm. you know, but like you just pull from all the best people. And then it, or like from Casey, I'm opening a box just like Casey. Right. Like, all right. the little things, yeah. you know? And so then I think after a few years though of making videos, I'm like, oh, instead of that shot that Casey does, I like it this way. Sure. Mm -hmm. And when I think you start making those decisions, like you said, decision making, big yeah. thing, then I think you're starting to develop style. I, I will say, and also from a book that we've all read, Still Like an Artist, mm -hmm. it's like, it says creativity, it's like what you make is uniquely original because it's, you take inspiration from others and then you put your human experience on it which we all have mm -hmm. a unique one we've now we've none of us have ever lived the same life twice mm -hmm. and so it's like that is you like will take something from casey and then you'll be like oh but like i've lived this way i feel this way about this kind of thing it's going to be uniquely different i also think going off that like casey has drawn inspiration from other people that he's inspired by so like nothing's like really Sachs, original like, yeah, Van, his yeah. brother right you see van's videos and then it all yeah. makes sense You're right like, oh van and his older brother yeah. and like tom Sachs, like fostered both Foster, of them basically yeah, he's like the dad of, right, of, like, the, of the whole but even then like i'm sure he was inspired by someone else like 100 yeah the, like you if nothing's original you just don't know who the original artist might have been mm -hmm. you know but you take a little bit of it and maybe take a little bit of someone else and now you have the your human experience and you have something uniquely different. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the episode one of the 505 podcast. If you're still here, make sure to lob a post up on your story. Tag the three of us mm. at Chaseroni, at Costas Garcia, at B Figgy, and we'll be sure to shoot you a DM back. And Let us know what you liked about like, the pod. Like and hit that subscribe button. Subscribe. You don't have to smash Bang. it. It stresses me out when they smash it, but you can like just tap hit it. it. Just give it a love. You, tap. you can hit it pretty hard. Okay, hit that shit. But don't don't break your computer. It's important. And we'll see you guys all next Monday. Peace out. Bye.